0: Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Well, your congregation is round like that, so I have to round you. I know that uh, our loving God in heaven is smiling again on each one of us this evening. It is because he sees our spirit that like uh, the spirit of the psalmist. In Psalm 122, verse 1, When it says, I was glad, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So uh, thank you for coming again this evening. And uh, we appreciate the presence of uh, everyone. Most especially, I would like to express again my sincere thanks to the elders. Thank you so much, brethren, for giving me this opportunity. And to all of you, for all your prayers. And the... uh, a very uh, warm accommodation and welcome to us. Thank you again for the uh, for the food this evening. Oh, I am full. I got uh, three uh, uh, what do you call that corn cornbread. Oh, I like it. Thank you so much, uh, <laughs> brother and sister. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> well, uh, <clears throat> if you have your Bibles, <clears throat> please uh, open in the book of Matthew and. Uh, Forward is that one. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned uh, to you last night, I started teaching the book of uh, the New Testament and I'm still on the book of Matthew. And uh, in fact, I am now in chapter 21. And that is what I am going to ask you to please read with me chapter 21 of the book of uh, Matthew. Because uh, Uh, This is the uh, chapter where we will uh, get the uh, lesson this uh, evening. I uh, am done already with uh, verse 1 to 22. So, we will just see what is uh, in here in chapter 1 to 22. But before that, I just want to remind you that we are all reminded by the Lord himself. In John 5.39, he said that you search the scriptures. That is the command of the Lord. You search the scriptures. And uh, for the reason that uh, we need to know the truth. And it says in John 8.32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Paul uh, said in 2 Timothy 3.16 that uh, uh, Holy Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's not from from uh, under the trees or wherever. It's from God. And so we have to uh, study and uh, we know that it's good for doctrine, for reproof, for, uh, for correction and for all things that are righteous. So that, verse 17, so that what? That the man of God may be what? Perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we can see that's already a man of God, but it still needs to be more perfect. So that's the purpose of this. But now, let's uh, proceed to this uh, uh, verses, the first verses, verse 1 to 11. There you go. I am holding two. Verse 1 to 11, I am already done with this, but just to remind you, and even if you are watching your Bible, this uh, tells us all about the triumphal entry of Jesus in Jerusalem. This is uh, when Jesus uh, was uh, already uh, on his uh, last trip to Jerusalem, or the last week, as we say. And uh, uh, in verse 12 to 17, Tells us about the cleansing of uh, the temple. You know the story, and we can read that clear in verse 12 to 17. In verse 18 to 20, we can read also about the withering of the fig tree. There is a story about that in verse 18 to 22. In uh, verse 23 to 27, this is where we will start. And uh, what can we learn? From these verses, also up to the uh, last verse of this chapter. So uh, <clears throat> we'll start verse 23 to 27, what we can learn, and we can see that Jesus was questioned concerning his uh, authority. Jesus was questioned concerning his authority. <clears throat> uh, again, uh, before I go further, I beg your pardon. Please bear with me. Try to understand what I'm saying. Anyway, I put on the screen the uh, the verses so that if you heard me a little bit hard to understand you just watch on the screen and that is exactly what is in the English Bible King James version. Alright so we will read verse 23 to 27 verse 23 says and when he was come into the temple the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said by what authority doest thou these things? And who give thee this authority? Verse 24 And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I, in like wise, will tell you by what authority I do these things. And <clears throat> verse 25 The baptism of John. Whence was it? From heaven or man? And the reason with himself saying, if we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, why did ye not then believe him? So, <clears throat> but if we shall say of men, we fear the people for all, hold John as a prophet. That's verse 36. Now, verse 37. So they answered, Jesus, we don't know. We don't know. Then he said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. I do not do either. Alright, there are some points that uh, we'll see or consider here. As we can see in this event, Jesus enters the temple again in Jerusalem. It says that the chief priests and elders of the people confront him, demanding to know it by what authority. He did his works, and if who gave him this authority? It is like a neck to debate. So Jesus responds that he will answer their question if they will first give him an answer to his question I will answer you if you will answer me. He asked them, The baptism of John, who was it from? From heaven or from men? The reason themselves and cannot give an answer. It is because if they say from heaven, Jesus will ask them why they did not believe in John. If they say from heaven uh, from men, they fear the reaction of the people who counted John as a prophet of God. So they finally answer, we do not know. Then Jesus refuses also to answer the question about his uh, authority. This question by these religious leaders reveals the foundational principles of authority. Meaning, we must have authority for all that we do in religion. And this authority must come from the proper source. Jesus clearly identifies that those sources, and they are from heaven or from men. Jesus put his incursators on the classic horns of dilemma. So sad that they are more concerned about the reputation than the truth. How many kind of people like that today? How many? What do you think? How many people that kind today? Almost the same thing happening. If they could not honestly discern and accept the divine authority of John's baptism, how could they present themselves as judges of Jesus' authority? See? Mm. Thus, Jesus refused to answer them. If they admit the truth about John, they would know the divine authority of him for whom John prepared the way. He was the one who prepared the way of uh, Christ. Alright. So, uh, that is. uh, Now, let's move. Let's go to verse 28 to 32. What? Can we learn also from these verses? Uh, this uh, tells us about the parable of the two sons, 28 to 32. We will read the verse. But what think ye? Certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, uh, and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But did not win. Whether of the No There you go. He answered and said, I will not. After what they repented, yeah, okay. There you go. Whether, verse 31, whether of them twain did the will of his father? That's the question now. They said unto him, the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, That the publicans and the harlots Go into the kingdom of God Before you. That the publicans and the harlots in, uh, Go into the kingdom of God Before you. For John came Unto you in the way of righteousness And you believe him not. But the publicans and the harlots Believe him. And he, when he had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might uh, believe him. All right, uh, there are some points that we are going to consider here. As we can see in this passage, uh, Jesus directed the parable to those who had just questioned him about his authority. He said, "But what do you think?" That's uh, in the verse, verse twenty-eight. The parable was about a man with two sons. He commands the first to go work in his vineyard. The son, at first, refuses, but afterwards, regrets it and goes. The man tells his second son to do the same. The son says he will, but he does not go. Jesus asked them, listen, which of the sons did the will of his father? The answer that the first did, Jesus says, then, the tax, then that the tax collectors and harlots will enter the kingdom of heaven before them. Why? Why? It's because John came to them in the way of righteousness, but they did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the harlots believed on John. Then <clears throat> Jesus' father said that when you saw John, you did not afterward repent and believe him. That was a stinging rebuke for them who had just, rene- uh, how do you pronounce that, Ren- renates On answering whether John's baptism was from heaven or from man. They had rejected John while vile sinners believed in him. Even after they saw what John did, they refused to believe. They are represented by the second son, who speaks of doing the father's will but does not do it. All right, let's move. Verse thirty-three to forty-six. What can we learn? In these verses, we can learn about the parable of the wicked vine dressers. We'll read the verse. I will not. I will. uh, I'll try not to stay long here. Mm. Uh, tomorrow is Sunday, so I know you need to get ready for tomorrow. Verse 33, hear another parable, Jesus said. There was a certain householder who splendid a vineyard and heads it round about and dig a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husband men and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen, that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one, and killed another, and he stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But at last of all, he sent out them his son, saying, Oh, they will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, Oh, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him, and cast him out of the vineyard, and slew him. When the Lord, therefore, of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They said unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husband, husbandmen who shall render him the fruits in their uh, seasons. Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes, Therefore, I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you. The, take, uh, the, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he speak of them. But when they sought to lay his hands, or to lay hands on him, I mean, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. All right, we'll see some points uh, in those verses that we just uh, have heard uh, read. Here we see that another parable was given by Jesus, and it is about a certain landowner who builds a vineyard and then unleashes to the vine dressers before he goes into a far country. When the time for har- uh, harvesting comes, the landowner sends his servants to get his uh, Jew. The vine dresser beat one servant, killed uh, another, and he stoned the others. The landowner sends another servant, and the same was done to them, last of all, he sends his son, hoping that they will show, his, uh, show him some respect. But when the son comes, they cast him out, tortured and killed him. So then, Jesus asked them, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to this vine dresser? What will we do to them? Those listening say that the owner will destroy this wicked man and lease the vineyard to bind raisers who will render the proper fruits of the vineyard. <clears throat> the application of the parable is clear, brethren. It's all about the stone which the builders reject becoming the cornerstone. That is on Jesus' own words. He repers this the stone which the builders reject. Becoming the corner stone. And that is a quotation from the book of Psalm, In chapter 118 in verse 22 to 23. Uh, you have your Bible. You can read about that. As uh, so also Peter said that. That stone is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4 down to verse 8. And also Paul said that whatsoever falls or stumble on it will be broken. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. And now here in Matthew 21, verse 44, says that whomever it falls on will be granted to powder. Jesus tells to those Jewish leaders that the kingdom of God will be taken from them and be given to a nation that bears fruit. I would like to repeat that. Jesus is wisely telling them that the kingdom of God that I am telling, that I am sharing, that I am preaching will be taken from you, people, the Jews, the Israelites, and be given to a nation that bears fruits. And we know that's for the Gentiles. The chief priests and the Pharisees understand that Jesus is talking about them and they want now to take him by force. But they fear the multitudes who believe that Jesus is to be the prophet. So ironically, their intent to kill him is just as he reveals in the parable. They are wicked vine raisers of God's vineyard. The Jews determined to kill the Son of God. These Jews will face the judgment of God for their wicked actions. And overall, we can see that this parable... It's a clear prophecy of the end of the old national kingdom of Israel or of the Jews. To be replaced by a new nation established by the Messiah on the opening of the kingdom to the Gentiles. Rebellious Jews persecuted and killed the prophets of old and they will call also kill also the son of God. Paul now in his writings wrote that salvation will come to the Gentiles. Why? Because of the fall of the Jews. But anyway, the Jews and all men can be saved if and if they come in faith to Jesus. So, you can see the connection here, that even though the Israelites despise the Savior. He came to his own, we used that verse last night, but his own received him not. But to all that will believe on him, he give them the power to become the sons of God. Now it says here that the Jews and all men, including the Gentiles, and we know that we are Gentiles because we are not Jews. If you are not a Jew, you are a Gentile. Whether you are an American or Filipino or Chinese or Japanese, as long as you are not a Jew, you are a Gentile. And we are all covered with this uh, uh, story that we are talking now about. In a condition that if and if they come in faith to Christ. All right. In Acts chapter 13, verse 13, 44 down to 46. We can read about Paul and Barnabas in Antioch of Pisidia. They were there preaching. And uh, there were the leaders. The leaders of this uh, group are there. The Jews. But uh, in verse 44, this is the verse that we are going to read. And it says, And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Preaching by Paul and Barnabas. But when the Jews, listen, but when the Jews saw the multitudes listening to the preaching of Paul and Barnabas, they were filled with what? Envy. They were filled with envy and speak against the things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Why you listen to these people? Something like that. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. And said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. You must know that. Telling by Paul to these Jewish people. And he's telling them, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing, ye put it from you, you despise. And judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. That's what Paul said. To conclude, brethren. Here is the verse of John 1.11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him... He gave them the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that live on his name. Look at that. Who will be, have the opportunity to get the power to become the sons of God? Those that will receive. How many? Not only Jews anymore. But it says as many as will receive him. How to receive him? This is one issue. Nowadays, I do not know here in the U.S., but in the Philippines, we have a lot of radio preachers who are also preaching on the same radio stations where I am preaching, and also on the TV stations that, where I am uh, preaching. Preaching, telling to the congregations that, uh, uh, you know what, you must receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Just raise your hands and, and whisper or uh, mention the sinner's prayer. And by that, you will be saved right now. How to receive Christ so that we will be saved? In John chapter 12, verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejected me and received not my words hath one that judged him. What? The word that I have spoken. The same shall judge him in the last day. What? According to Jesus, he said, He that rejected me and received not my words, not him personally. So, they are wrong. When they said, Oh, those of you who would like to be saved right now, accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior in the world. That's not what Jesus is saying here. He said, That one that will receive my words, or receive not my words, the word that I have spoken the same, shall judge him in the last day. We are talking about how to receive Christ. Further, in Acts 2.41. Well, you know this verse, Acts 2.41. But before we will go this, Uh, excuse me, We are so thankful for the Holy Spirit to rebuild completely the word of God. That if we will read, we can understand and it tells us the complete uh, steps of salvation on how to be saved. And here comes also what happened on the uh, day of Pentecost when this was demonstrated how to be saved in receiving Christ, how to receive Christ. We all know that uh, after the ascension of Christ in chapter 1 of the book of Acts, the apostles were instructed to go back to Jerusalem and they went to Jerusalem. And on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, we all know, that is what we can read, that they were all there gathered together and uh, in a moment there was a mighty rushing wind and here comes a club times so fire that descend to is one of the apostles. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. And when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, we know that that is the fulfillment of the promise to them. That uh, by Jesus when he said, ye shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost will come upon you, you will receive power, I will go. But don't worry because he shall receive power and when that power will come upon you, you can do things that you cannot do normally. Something like that. And we can see now in Acts chapter 2 that when that power came to them, it says in verse 4, they started to speak in other tongues. But to continue reading the verse, we have no time. We can see that this, the, 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 the tongue the, the, the other tongue that they are speaking is not just a, a, a blah 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 uh, or word that you cannot understand because it's very clear that it says there that people from the other nations, I think it's about 18 nations that name here where the people came from heard them speak with the language of those nations where they came from. And so they were astonished. They were amazed. How come that these Galileans, unlearned men, can speak language like the language of those people that where we came from? And uh, they were amazed. But uh, some of the people says <laughs> Why are you listening to them? They are drunk! Why give time to them? They are drunk. But we know the rest of the story. In verse 14, Peter stood up bravely and opened his mouth and gave a very loud voice addressing the people. And he said, Men and brethren, listen. We are not drunk as you are supposed that we are. No. But this is the fulfillment of what the prophet Joel has been said. That he said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's Jews the Gentiles. And it so happened that whoever believes on him shall be saved. And then he continues and uh, spoke, discussed about Jesus. That he came he is the uh, picture of all this. He is the Messiah. But what you did is not right. You killed the Holy One of God. We know, verse 47, we can read that all these words by Peter the Apostle break the hearts of those people who listen. And that's uh, Ignite them to ask that question. And what was the question? Men and brethren, if that is what we have done, that we despise the Savior, that we killed him, my, that's not good. What shall we do? What shall we do now to be saved? If he is the Savior, what shall we do now? And we all know, verse 40, 38, uh, I mean, verse 38, Peter answered, And said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Again, I do not know here in the U.S., but in the Philippines, uh, in one of my debates with the uh, Baptist preacher, he was trying to reason out that the word for in Acts uh, 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 3.38, is uh, the meaning is because of your sins has been forgiven. The word for, but I pointed out that that word from the Greek word is eis, is the same word that used in Matthew twenty six twenty six, where it says that the blood of Christ was shed for the remission of sins. So it's very contrary to what he's saying that the word for is because your sins were already forgiven. And you know what? The people on that day of Pentecost understood what Peter is saying. When he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for so that your sins will be forgiven. In verse 41, all right. Let's now go to the verse. Then, they that gladly receive what? His word. It does not say that those uh, they, they gladly receive His personal body or whatever. It says here, they gladly receive His word. And what else? They were baptized and the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. They were added unto them. To the apostles. So the apostles plus the 3,000. Compose. The first church that we can read. In the Bible. And this church. In verse 42. It says. And they continued steadfastly. In the apostles. Doctrine. And then they continued to serve God. And all of us can remember verse 47. That because all of them were working together, the Lord added to that church daily such as should be same. There is already a church in verse 47. Anyway, even in verse 42 we can see, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That is how To receive Christ according to the Bible. And that is what we need to do. Why? It is because that is the fulfillment of all the promises of God. That we can see in these scriptures. Even even way back during the time of uh, uh, Adam and uh, uh, Eve. In Genesis 3.15, it was promised. uh, Christ was promised, and that is about 4,000 years in his span. And it was fulfilled. Galatians 4.4, it was fulfilled. The promise, or the same promise, has been also uttered to Abraham about 2,000 years. That's in 12.3 of the book of Genesis, talking about Christ, the seed. And it was fulfilled. The promise to Moses about 1,400 years before his coming, was fulfilled, the promise or the prophecy, same thing, to David about one thousand years, based in Second uh, Samuel chapter seven, verse twelve to sixteen. It was fulfilled. Christ came, and all those prophecies about him was fulfilled. And uh, now he said, "We back to his uh, what we have done. Uh, we have studied already. We must receive his word, not." him personally as others are shouting and claiming. It should be his word. Why? Because that's lies, all the facts. It says on this scripture with his word that uh, uh, that the after the day the day of Pentecost when the church was already established, we can now easily see and picture how was the true church of Christ was it started. And also we can understand that those who were baptized into Christ in verse 41 added to the church daily in verse 47 and we know that that church is the kingdom that Christ is uh, telling to these uh, uh, people, Jews and Israelites. I mean, that's the same as uh, uh, the same thing. In fact, when he promised in Matthew 16 18, upon this rock Peter, After that you express, that you confess, that I am the son of God, with that unmovable truth, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And in verse 19, that church discusses us the kingdom. So we could easily, that the church is the kingdom, and Christ is the head of the church, and Christ is the kingdom, uh, king of that kingdom. At the same time, Christ is the head of that body, because that body is the same as the church and that kingdom of the Lord. where or home promised uh, Jesus, by Jesus that he will come back, and when he comes back, he will take them with him to heaven. But we all know that after the closing of the Bible, after the writing of the last book, here comes the many different denominational groups that the. Our will the, uh, the religious world, But we know that when Jesus will come, he will come only for his own, not for this. And that is why he wants us in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, that uh, not all that will say, Lord, Lord unto me, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those that will do the will of my father. And what's the will of the father? Matthew 17, 5, he says, This is my son. You listen to him. But so many are not listening. And when Christ will come, only to those that listen to him, he will take them and bring them to heaven as he promised. How about the other side? He will tell them, depart from me, ye curse. I do not know you. Go to the eternal lake of fire, where there is nothing of death and uh, destruction forever. Brethren, <clears throat> I would like to end this lesson here because as I said, tomorrow is Sunday, but I hope that uh, with this you can think more about how the Lord is good. When he uh, tell us, tells us all this story in Matthew chapter Twenty-one that we read, and the uh, connection to the church that we are now belong these days. And if we can understand that, well, oh, I tell you, we can enjoy and we can stay more. So uh, I advise that all of us may the Lord will help us to stay firm and do not remove our our foot on the uh, on the uh, base, so that anytime that He will come, we are ready. To meet him on the air. But so sad that if we are not a member of that kingdom. If we are not a citizen of that kingdom. Or not a member of the body. Or the church. Then. The word. As we read a while ago. Depart from me. Is the word that we can hear on the final day. Which is the most painful. Maybe the painful word. Worse that word that we can hear. If we will not obey So, if there is anyone here who is not living right with God, again, I plead, please consider that. And let's continue to do things that we can as a member of the Lord's body, as a citizen of that kingdom, and as a member of the church that Jesus purchased by his blood. Because at any moment, he will come to take us. But if you are not yet a member, remember, Revelation tells us that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. He wants to come in. In Matthew 11:28, 28, He says, Come unto me. All that you are heavy laden, and I will give you what? I will give you rest. Come unto me. So this evening, we are inviting anyone We will sing a song, and let's think our condition. If we need to come and ask uh, uh, prayers for the brethren, because we have shortened, we have committed mistakes or whatever, we know that it's not right with God, and we want now to strengthen, do it, do it, because the Lord is waiting for you. Or, if you are not yet a Christian, yes, maybe you are attending the services, But you are not yet baptized for the remission of your sins. You need to stand up. Why? Because the Lamb of God has been already laid. And he's just waiting for you, for anyone to come. Stand up with me and we'll sing the song, uh, the Lamb of God. And while we are singing, if anyone would like, please come.